for he is good, for he is kind. He's always on my for he is great and greatly to be praised. The name of Jesus reigns, for he is Lord of Lords and he is King of Kings. Let all creation worship him, for God is good and God is kind. Yes, Lord. And you're always on our mind. Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised. The name of Jesus reigns, for he is Lord of Lords and he is King of Kings. Let all creation worship him. Hallelujah, Lord, you are good. We declare this morning, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, you are kind. Yes, you're kind to us. Hallelujah, Lord, you are wonderful. Praise God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, you are good. Yes, you're good, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord, you are kind. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, you are wonderful. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We praise you, Lord, oh God. Praise God. Amen. From our hearts we say praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We give you praise. Thank you for the privilege of worship, to lift up holy hands, the worship of our God, to exalt your name. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. If you're just joining us, welcome to be inspired by the world global time of devotion today is thursday the 19th of may 2022 protect your heart with god's truth my child listen and be wise keep your heart on the right course proverbs 23 verse 19 nlt the devotion is being article devotional article is being projected on your screen so you can read with us and um let the spirit of god minister to your heart there are things that some people do that invite demons into their lives without them knowing. They yield themselves to the influence of demons through certain kinds of dance, among through certain kinds of music, dance, among several other things. For example, for example, Christians who visit pornographic website websites open themselves to demons. In the Old Testament, God forbade his children from looking at the nakedness of others. Read 
excuse me, read um, Leviticus chapter 18. Such things aren't acceptable to God. They are not consistent with the life of righteousness. Think about it. How does Christ come into the heart of a man when you believe in Jesus Christ and confess his lordship? He comes into your heart in an instant. That's the same way a man can open his heart to demons when he exposes himself to things that are inspired by demons. Protect and keep yourself from all unrighteousness. The Bible says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Romans 1.18, refuse to harbor unclean thoughts. Use the word to purify your heart of anger, bitterness, and malice. The word of God is a cleanser. As you meditate on the word, you are cleansed from all unrighteousness. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. John 15, 3, live as a Christian. Our theme verse says to keep your heart on the right course on God's truth. Protect your mind and spirit with the word. In Proverbs 23, 26, NIV, God says, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. Let your heart delight in, the, in his word, in his righteousness, and live a life worthy of him, pleasing him in every way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Um, I'm so excited, you know, about Rhapsody. Rhapsody touches every area of our lives. And, you know, sometimes it, it seems like um, some tables are being shaken, you know. <laughs> the first paragraph of today's devotional article, it says a lot. It says a lot, a whole lot. And, um, you know, there are things that we do as individuals and we live in a world where there's a lot of lawlessness and um, you hear people say things like, it's my life, everybody should leave me alone. It's my dressing, it's my music, it's my phone, it's nobody's business. I was once invited for a bridal shower for a, for a lady. She wasn't very close to me, but I had to represent a team. So I was the one representing and I was there. And then I sat beside two ladies who were friends and one of them turned out, there was no DJ for the party. So one of them turns out to be the DJ for the event. And it was a Christian brother shower because um, it was church, you know. And so the one that was sitting closest to me, um, she was the DJ. And then, you know, we got talking. And when she opened her phone, you know, she had all the musicals, all the ungodly, worldly musicals on her phone not on a website, downloaded on her phone. And, you know, at some point during the bridal shower, they would play these songs and they knew all the songs. I've also been to weddings of um, Christians, leaders, <laughs> not even members, leaders, you know, where, you know, after we're done with church, we get to the reception and, 
the music switches from church to the world. <laughs> and it has never, I've never come to understand how such a switch was possible or is possible. Pastors addressing things like musicals today, the kind of music, the kind of dance. So you find that at the reception, the DJ just puts a particular track and then, you know, everybody's screaming. Well, Christians that came for the wedding, you know, like all of us that are outside there that came to dance with the couple while well, Christians were in church. So I'm not even saying that these are unbelievers. And then the track goes live. And then, you know, everybody seems to know the song. Everybody knows the lyrics. And then everybody knows the dance steps. You know, I just take a step back and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm trying to check whether I'm still in church, <laughs> whether I'm still with my people, the people of God. You know, it sounds funny, but when I see these things, it amazes me how a Christian actually would know virtually um, all musicals, all worldly musicals to the lyrics and to the dance steps. And <clears throat> in the world where we live in, there are no middle grounds. There are no middle grounds. And I, I, I once asked the question, I said, have you ever heard any of the worldly guys had a, um, a musical concert and then they played a Christian song at the musical concert or they invited a Christian gospel music minister to come and minister at their worldly concert is unheard of. So how the Christians organize their programs, their parties and invite worldliness into such kind of events. You go, you, you, also you find the ones that would actually even, if they, uh, if they can afford it, invite this worldly musicians to come and minister. And it has nothing to do with being judgmental or trying to um, 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 judge the actions of people. Um, there's something called piety. Piety is the outward show of godliness. When the Bible talks about being pious, it, it talks about the godliness, the righteousness that people see on the outside. It talks about the things that people see on the outside that can make them say that you are a Christian, even when you have not opened your mouth to say anything. Pastor addresses the issue of pornographic websites today. And then, you know, I, 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 I remember talking to a brother who was raising the concern of female dressing in church. And he was saying how that some people actually grew up, you know, with porn and they had to fight their fight of faith away from it, you know, as becoming Christians. Then it now seems that in the church, some sisters want to make it a pornographic sin. You know, and then look at what Pastor said about God forbade his children from looking at the nakedness of others. And Pastor actually gives us the scriptural reference. If this is so, how then does a Christian sister choose to become the one that shows the nakedness for others to look on? You know, so when we say the things that we say a lot of times during these devotions, they are not nice ideas. They are not good ideas and they are not our opinions. Everything that we teach here is backed up with the word of God, backed up by the word. These are teaching Christian doctrines that have been thought through the years based on scriptural references. 
And I often will say that the first sign that shows that somebody is mentally disturbed, that somebody is running mad, is that he begins to um, 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 pull off his clothes. Nakedness is the first sign of madness. So how for someone who is, who is sane, who is okay, choose nakedness as a way of life? You are inviting demons into your life. I've said this thing again and again, and I'm so excited that Pastor himself is saying it into this devotional article. Because when I've thought this thing through the years, I've made enemies for teaching, especially this matter on dressing. Oh, this matter on dressing. I'm known for it. And I've known not to be quiet about it. Because it, it seems to me that many leaders would not address it. And I, I say that with due respect to all offices. Many matters that, um, that should be addressed sometimes seems to be to, and I can understand because the kind of attack I have personally gotten from individuals and from groups of people for talking about this matter and addressing this matter of female dressing, Christian ladies, oh, I can understand why somebody will say, please, I don't want trouble. But you can't trouble the one who God is with. My job as a leader across any, um, at, at any point in time is to teach the word of God. And like I will always say, I'm not gonna tweak it to make, you know, the, the Bible talks about this, this last days, having a generation of people who want the gospel to be tweaked. They have itchy ears. They want to hear what they want to hear not what the word of God says. So on Twitter, on social media, you see the ones who, because you said something, they will call you out, they will insult you. So people are careful. How careful was Jonah in his generation? How careful was Jeremiah? We've been reading the Old Testament. You saw how, look at Micaiah the other day. The, 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 how, when, when another one is a, a, a Zedekiah slapped him for saying the truth of God's word. How careful can one be in standing the, for the truth of God's word? You have to understand that there's no convenience with this Christianity that we have accepted. The death of Christ was not convenient. So if you try to want to be nice to everybody because you want to practice convenient Christianity, it's not the Christianity that Jesus brought to us. If it was convenient, then he, he should not have been required to die. If it was convenient, he should not have been required to be flogged 39 times, to be crucified with thorns on his head. He should not have been required to drag his cross on his own, having to fall, being flogged, being lifted up and insisting that he would carry his cross until he was so weak that somebody had to help him. Brothers and sisters, don't practice convenient Christianity. Practice Christianity according to the word of God, whether it has to do with your life, whether it has to do with leadership, whether it has to do with whatever it has to do with in your journey as a Christian, do it the way God says to do it. That it was what it means to be a Christian. That when you say Jesus is Lord of my life, when you say Jesus is savior of my life, when you say Jesus is my master, does a servant not do what the master wants? So why are you doing what you feel like doing and not what the master wants? Why are you dressing the way you feel like dressing? The way you, you, you get the styles on social media and then you, you, you want to look the way everybody's looking on social media. You have a wedding. In this part of Nigeria, they call it Bella Ninja. You want a wedding that will trend on Bella Ninja. I don't know what they call it on the different, in the other different countries. So you are ready to behave anyhow and do anything. No, brothers and sisters, we're Christians. We're different from the world. 
let's not act like we are in the world. We are not, and we will never be. Read today's devotional article again for yourself after now and take notice of all the things that the Lord is talking to us about. This is God's word to us every day. Today, God is addressing the issue of music. He's addressing the issue of dance. He's addressing the issue of nakedness and many other things. Please, let's make the adjustment. Christ is coming soon. And the Bible says he's coming for a church without spot, without wrinkles. God is cleaning his house. Don't be one of the people that are cleaned away because you can become filthy rack and you are part of what needs to be cleaned away from the church. And that is why there shall be a falling away of many Christians. When the Bible talks about the great falling away, he was not talking about unbelievers. He was talking about Christians. And things like these are the reasons. Because some Christians have made themselves filthy rags, not just for themselves, but they are also defiling other Christians. So they need to be cleaned away from the church. Don't be one of the people who have to be cleaned away from the church. I beg you, these things that we say, one day the last sermon would have been preached. The last church service would have held. The last cell meeting would have held. The last WhatsApp status, you would have read it. The last Twitter post would have been read. This Twitter that everybody wants their, their tweets to trend, so they are ready to say anything on Twitter. One day you will leave this phone, either to heaven or to hellfire. So you ask yourself who you want to please. The world, the social media world, or the Lord God who died for you and saved you, and who you are going to stand before and be judged. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Pastor Inye for the next segment. God bless you and the Lord minister to your heart and cause you to make the necessary adjustments that you need to make. And for those of you who stand on the path and it seems like you are being um, segregated and treated unjustly, keep standing. The Lord is with you. Thank you, everyone. Mm. Thank you, Mafodi. Rapsodro Francis segments. We're here to do praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you're connecting from at the moment, I want to say a big thank you to esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity to take the Bible study segment for today's devotion. I'm starting with the further study. First John chapter 2, verse 16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Praise the Lord. I'm going to take the confessions together. Satan, the God of this world, has nothing in me. The Lord has given me dominion over the flesh to guide my heart and mind with all diligence. No unwholesome thoughts can take root in my heart. My spirit, my mind and body I yielded to the word and purified by the word every day. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. We are going to go over to the New Testament.
reading for today's devotion. I'm going to say thank you to esteemed Brother Martin for sharing your screen. And we are still in the book of John, chapter 8. We are starting from 48. See, we were right all along. Some of the Jewish leaders shouted, You are nothing but a demon possessed Samaritan. Jesus replied, It's not a demon that would cause me to honor my father. I live my life for his honor, even though you insult me for it. I never have a need to seek my own glory, for the father will do that for me. And he will judge those who do not. I speak to you this internal truth. Whoever cherishes my word and keeps them will never experience death. This prompted the Jewish leaders to say, Now we know for sure that you are a demon, that you are demon possessed. You just said that those who keep watch over your words will never experience death. But Abraham and all the prophets have died. Do you think you are greater than our father Abraham and all the prophets? You are so delusional about yourself that you make yourself greater than you are. Jesus answered them, If I were to tell you how great I am, it would mean nothing. But my father is the one who will prove it and glorify me. Isn't he the one who claim? Isn't he the one you claim is your God? But in reality, you've never embraced him as your own. I know him and I will be a liar. Likewise yourself, if I told you anything less than that, I fully embraced him and I treasure his every word. And not only that, Abraham, your ancestors, was overjoyed when he received the revelation of my coming to it. Yes, he foresaw me coming and was filled with delight. But many of the Jewish leaders doubted him and said, what are you talking about? You are not even 50 years old yet. You talk like you've seen Abraham. Jesus said to them, I give you this internal truth. I have existed long before Abraham was born, for I am. When they heard this, they picked up rocks to stone him. But Jesus concealed himself as he passed through the crowd and went away from there. Praise the Lord. This comes to the end of the New Testament reading. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Brother John for the Old Testament reading. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. Brother John, over to you. Please unmute your mic. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Can everyone hear me? Struggling. Yes, we can hear you. Please. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segments for our one-year Bible reading plan. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for that um, powerful Rhapsody of Reality session. When I read it earlier, I knew that today's session was going to be fire. I was really 
looking forward to it. And it's even exceeded my expectation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Estimbra Martins, for helping us to display the scriptures on the screen. So today, yesterday we, we concluded the book of First Kings, and um, it was an amazing read. That book was full of so much lessons and um, scriptures that I'm sure that we have taken home. But um, book of Second Kings continues. And um, today we're reading Second Kings one verse chapter one to chapter three, and we'll be studying about um, Ahaziah and Elijah. We we'll also look at Elijah's um, ascension. Then we we'll also see that beautiful story about the war with the with Moab. Praise God! So it's a long read, but an interesting one. So kindly join with me as we go through this together. Hallelujah. So 2 Kings chapter 1, the Living Bible. After King Ahab's death, the nation of Moab declared its independence and refused to pay tribute to Israel any longer. Israel's new king, Hazia, had fallen off the upstairs porch of his palace at Samaria and was seriously injured. He sent messengers to the temple of the god Baal Zebub at Ekron to ask whether he would recover. But the angel of the Lord told Elijah the prophet, go and meet the messengers and ask them, is it true that there is no God in Israel? Is that why you are going to Baal Zebub, the God of Ekron, to ask whether the king will get well? Because King Ahaziah has done this, the Lord says that he will never leave the bed he's lying on. He will surely die. Mm -hmm. When Elijah told the messengers this. They returned immediately to the king. Why have you returned so soon? He asked them. A man came up to us, they said, and told us to go back to the king and tell him, the Lord wants to know why you are asking questions of Baal-Zebub, the god of Ikra. Is it because there is no god in Israel? Now, since you have done this, you would not leave the bed you are lying on. You will surely die. Who was this fellow the king demanded? What did he look like? He was a hairy man, they replied, with a wide leather belt. It was Elijah the prophet, the king exclaimed. Okay, I'll take that again. It was Elijah the prophet, the king exclaimed. Then he sent an army captain with 50 soldiers to arrest him. They found him sitting on top of a hill. The captain said to him, oh man of God, the king has commanded you to come along with us. But Elijah replied, Karabashi Kabani. If I be, if I am a man of God, <laughs> I'll have to use these terms that these men of God use. If I be a man of God, <laughs> if I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and destroy you and your 50 men. The lightning struck them and killed them all. <laughs> So the king sent another captain with 50 men to demand, oh man of God, the king says that you must come down right away. Elijah replied, if I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and destroy you and your 50 men. And again, the fire from God burned them all. <laughs> no wonder it was a chariot of fire that took him up <laughs> to heaven. He man likes fire. Once more, 
The king sent 50 men. But this time, the captain fell to his knees before Elijah. I pleaded with him, oh man of God, please spare my life. And the lives of these, your 50 servants, have mercy on us. Don't destroy us as you did the others. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, don't be afraid. Go with him. So Elijah went to the king. Why did you send messengers to Baal the god of Ekron, to ask about your sickness? Elijah demanded, is it because there is no God in Israel to ask? Because you have done this, you shall not leave this bed. You will surely die. Oh, dear Holy Ghost, you are simply amazing. So Ahaziah died, as the Lord had predicted, through Elijah. And his brother Joram became the new king, for Ahaziah did not have a son to succeed him. This occurred in the second year of the reign of King Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat of Judah. The rest of of the history of Ahaziah's reign is recorded in the annals of the kings of Israel. Praise be unto God. Now move to chapter 2. Now the time came for the Lord to take Elijah to heaven. By means of a whirlwind, Elijah said to Elisha as they left Gilgal, Stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, I swear to God that I won't leave you. So they went on together to Bethel. There, the young prophets of Bethel Seminary came out to meet them and asked Elisha, did you know that the Lord is going to take Elijah away from you today? Oh, Malaba Shakaba. You know, this scripture is one of the scriptures that made us to know that. By the time when the rapture is very, very close, we would know. All of us would know. We that are going, we would know. There will just be this knowing in our spirit that, man, it's days away from now. It's minutes away from now. Hallelujah. So, Verse 3 again, the young prophets of Bethel Seminary came out to meet them and asked Elijah, did you know that the Lord is going to take Elijah away from you today? Quiet, Elijah snapped. Of course I know it. Then Elijah said to Elijah, please stay here in Bethel, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But Elijah replied again, I swear to God that I won't leave you. So they went on together to Jericho. Then the students at Jericho Seminary came to Elijah and asked him, do you know that the Lord is going to take away your master today? Will you please be quiet, he commanded. Of course I know it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan River. But Elisha replied as before, I swear to God that I won't leave. So they went on together and stood beside the Jordan River as 50 of the young prophets watched from a distance. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. And the river divided, and they went across on dry ground. When they arrived on the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, What wish shall I grant you before I'm taken away? And Elisha replied, Please grant me twice as much prophetic power as you have had. You have asked a hard thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. As they were walking along, talking, Suddenly, a chariot of fire, drawn by horses of fire, appeared and drove between them, separating them. And Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Hallelujah. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the charioters. Hallelujah. 
Oh, glory. As he disappeared from the sight, he tore his robe. Then he picked up Elijah's cloak and returned to the bank of, uh, to the Jordan River and struck the water with it. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? He cried out, and the water parted, and Elisha went across. When the young prophets of Jericho saw what had happened, they exclaimed, the spirit of Elijah rests upon Elisha, and they went to meet him and greeted him respectfully. Sir, they said, just say the word, and 50 of our best athletes will search the wilderness for your master. <laughs> Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has left him on some mountain or in some ravine. No, Elisha said, don't bother. But they kept urging until he was embarrassed. And I said, all right, go ahead. The 50 men searched for three days, but they didn't find him. Elisha was still at Jericho when they returned. Didn't I tell you not to go? He growled. Now a delegation of the city officials of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, they told him. This city is located in beautiful natural surroundings, as you can see. But the water is bad and causes our women to have miscarriages. Well, he said, bring me a new bowl filled with salt. So they brought it to him. And when he went out to the city well and threw, and threw the salt in and declared, the Lord has healed these waters. They shall no longer cause death or miscarriage. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And sure enough, the water was purified, just as Elijah has said. From Jericho, he went to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a gang of young men from the city began mocking and making fun of him because of his bowed head. He turned around and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two female bears came out of the woods and tore 42 of them. Then he went to Mount Carmel and finally returned to Samaria. These are Testament prophets. And he will. Praise God. Chapter 3, Ahab's son, Joram, began his reign over Israel during the 18th year of the reign of King Jehoshaphat of Judah, and he reigned 12 years. His capital was Samaria. He was a very evil man, but not as wicked as his father and mother had been, for he at least tore down the pillar to bow that his father had made. Nevertheless, he still clung to the great sin of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had led the people of Israel into worship, the worship of idols. King Mesha of Moab and his people were sheep ranchers. They paid Israel an annual tribute of 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. But after Ahab's death, the king of Moab rebelled against Israel. So King Jorah mustered the Israeli army and sent this message to King Jehoshaphat of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you help me fight him? Of course I will, Jehoshaphat replied. My people and horses are yours to command. What are your battle plans? Go oh, attack from the wilderness of Edom, Joram replied. So there are two armies, now joined also by troops from Edom, moved along a roundabout route through the wilderness for seven days, but there was no water for the men or their pack animals. Oh, what shall we do? The king of Israel cried out. The Lord has brought us here to let the king of Moab defeat us. But Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, asked, Is, Isn't there a prophet of the Lord with us? If so, we can find out what to do. Elisha is here, one of the king of Israel's officers replied. Then he added, 
He was Elijah's assistant. Fine, Joshua said. It's just the man we want. So the kings of Israel, Judah and Edom, went to consult Elisha. I want no part of you, Elisha, now that King Joram of Israel. Go to the false prophets of your father and mother. But King Joram replied, no, for it is the Lord who has called us here to be destroyed by the king of Moab. I swear by the Lord God that I won't I wouldn't bother with you except for the presence of King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Elisha replied, Now bring me someone to play the lute. And as the lute was played, the message of the Lord came to Elisha. The Lord says to fill this dry valley with trenches, to hold the water he will send. You won't see wind nor rain, but this valley will be filled with water, and you will have plenty for yourselves and for your animals. But this is only the beginning, for the Lord will make you victorious over the army of Moab. You will conquer the best of their cities, even those that are fortified, and ruin all the good land with stones. And sure enough, the next day, at about the time when the morning sacrifice was offered, look, water! It was flowing from the direction of Edom, and soon there was water everywhere. Meanwhile, when the people of Moab heard about the three armies marching against them, they mobilized every man who could fight, old and young, and stationed themselves along their frontier. But early in the next morning, the sun looked red as it shone across the water. Blood, they exclaimed. The three armies have attacked and killed each other. Let's go and collect the loot. But when they arrived at the Israeli camp, the army of Israel rushed out and began killing them. The army of Moab fled. And the men of Israel moved forward into the land of Moab, destroying everything as they went. They destroyed the cities, threw stones on every good piece of land, stopped up the wells, and felled or felled the fruit trees. Okay, felled the fruit, the fruit trees. Finally, only Fort Kerr Hareseth was left. But even that finally fell to them. When the king of Moab saw, hmm, that the battle had been lost. He led 700 of his swordmen in a last desperate attempt to break through the king of Edom, but he failed. Verse 27. Then he took his oldest son, who was to have been the next king, and to the, and to the horror of the Israeli army, killed him and sacrificed him as a burnt offering upon the wall. So the army of Israel turned back in disgust to their own land. Hmm. And I hand over to Simbra Matters. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Hi, our coach issue for Pandila Cron the Savor D. Ah, cause in the cast of the greater host keep Robert Ali Adi. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you so much, Estimbra John, for that amazing read. Praise God. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege to take us through the affirmation as well as the communion, praise God. The affirmation is on the screen. We start the affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I your name. I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. At this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute their mics as we take our affirmation at the count of three. One, two, three. 
of the glory of Amen, 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 amen. Praise God, hallelujah. At this point, we're going to the communion segment of our meeting. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Praise be God forever. Hallelujah. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Precious Father, loving Father, there is no one like you. You are the beautiful Savior. You are the God of glory. There is absolutely none like you. And today we stand on your holy word. For you are the beauty of creation. You are God all by yourself. Father, as we break this bread, we declare, we affirm that you are God of everything. You are that same God, the mighty God. In you we live, move, and have our being. Thank you, Father. To your reign and dominion, there shall be no end. Lord, your name is everlasting. We say thank you. Hallowed be thy name, O God. Go ahead and pray the bread and eat it. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Praise God. After the same manner also he took the cup when he has sobbed, saying, this cup is a new testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Brian Martins, please unmute yourself. Oh, Shaka Tukra, Supradila Hadurian, do Supradila and this the creditors. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you too show the Lord's death till he come. And Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenant in the blood of Christ. As we take this cup this day, every barrier is broken. Every gate is opened. Every door is opened. Lord, we thank you. It is signed, sealed, and delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? <laughs> Where is the Lord God of Israel? But today, we say in the name of Jesus Christ, every door is opened. Every gate is shattered by the power of the Holy Ghost. We walk in. No matter what it is, go back as, as we take this cup. And you that has been having that crawling sensation in the body for some time, the itching, in the name of Jesus Christ, it stops today and now by the power of the Holy Ghost. That pain on the, uh, in the abdomen that has caused you to fear because sometimes you think probably it's a kidney challenge. You just keep wondering. Maybe they've not diagnosed. They've not given you a proper diagnosis. The pain has been persistent. As you take this cup, that same God that split the Jordan, that split the Red Sea, Mali goes so radishta. Causes healing to sort through your being now. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Wholeness and completion by the power of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and take the copy for now. Go satida grabadelia. Lord, we give you praise. Every word you spoke. We see them come to pass. And with our hands lifted up, we bless your holy name, O God. Thank you, Father. To you be all the glory forever. In Jesus' name. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. And at this point, I'll kindly hand over to the esteemed pastor in here to take us through. Martin, you can round up the meeting, please. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Stamaka. Okay, at this point, I'll kindly ask if there's anyone amongst us whose birthday is today. Today's your birthday, wedding anniversary, or you're celebrating something. Please come to the chat room, tell us your name and what you're celebrating. Praise God. And if today's your first time of joining us, please kindly come to the chat room, tell us your name, where you're connected from, and who invited you. Please quickly, time is fast spent. Thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Ruda iPhone says, yesterday was my birthday. Balako Satakabra. Happy birthday, Ruda. Sister Ruda, praise God. Omola Samuel says, yesterday was my friend's birthday. Her name is Judith. Happy birthday to your friend, Judith. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Any birthdays, birthdays, wedding anniversary. Today's your first time of joining us. Please kindly come to the chat room at this time. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. Thank you for, for our sister, Sister Rhoda, whose birthday was yesterday. Nagadila Thank you for Sister Judith. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, great grace is lavished upon them. By the power of the Holy Ghost, they walk in the fullness of your spirit. Every day of their lives, is a day of joy, of unending streams of rejoicing by the power of your spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we give you praise. We bless your name, Father. So you be all the glory forever. Oh, with their mouth, they will, with their mouth, they will testify of your goodness. And with their eyes, they will see the glory of God by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. But I can see I am Shekoni Oluwashi for me. I'm new here. Sister Adeniki Wealthy invites introduce me. Please tell us where you're connected from. Are you in Nigeria? Praise God. My name is Olubuse King Dave. Yesterday was my classmate's birthday. Her name is Deborah. Happy birthday, Deborah. And welcome to you, Sister Oluwa Sheifumi. Please tell us where in this world you are connected from. I can also see my first time. I was invited by Sister Nelly K. Welcome brother or sister Udeme, but please tell us where you are connected from. What part of the world are you connected from? Praise God. Okay, at this point, we've come to the end of today's meeting. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we share the grace in fellowship. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, of God, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, of Thank <laughs> you.